3: Yo party people, it's Ashley of SingleWomenChronicles.com where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And today's episode is brought to you by my books, my journal, Get Unstuck When Life Sucks, the 30-day guided self-help journal with journal prompts, as well as my book, How to X Your X: A guide to getting past unhealthy relationships. You can put, pick both of these books up on Amazon.com, of course. How How to X Your X can be picked up on Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast. I am tripping on oh, Apple Books, Books on Google Play, Barnes and Noble website, as well as I am missing something, but those sites, if you just Google it, it'll pop up how to X your X. Okay. All right. So I want to start off by letting you guys know that I will not be having an episode. Next week, I've decided that after a year of, over a year of consistently posting every Tuesday, I feel like we all need breaks. So I'm going to take a break, but I will be back the second week of January. So I will not have an episode, but hopefully new listeners, you guys can go back to my older episodes and just listen in to those. So yeah, I am excited about next year and what it will bring and Hopefully it will be new, I'm not going to say hopefully it will be new beginnings. Let's start declaring now that our best has yet to come. So hopefully everyone had a merry, merry Christmas. It was cold literally everywhere in the United States. I don't know if you guys saw the Seattle, uh, Seattle. I don't know why I can't say Seattle. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys saw the Seattle TikToks. Those people were slipping and sliding honey down those hills their cars were doing the electric slide honey i don't know why they would even ch- test that and i don't know why i'm saying i don't know why because i would have been the one i would have been one of the ones slipping and sliding down the hill because i'm like oh i can do it i can do it and indeed nature didn't care nothing about just no tires when it comes to this ice so <laughs> whoo it was a doozy. But um, today I just wanted to get into the topic of the biggest lessons learned in 2022. I feel like each year brings lessons and I feel like those lessons can help you to grow greater in your next season of life or your next year of life. So let's jump into some of those lessons. So I wrote them down in my phone. So let's get it started. Lesson number one, do what's required. We got to stop whining and just do it. So many times we want things and we want our dreams to come true, but we're not doing what's required for those things to come true. So one of the biggest things is, so back in the day, I'm, I'm a passionate person. I'm an artistic person. I am a creative at heart. So I've done all kinds of things. Like I started at an early age drawing. Then I went to dance then I went to dabble in modeling then I tried acting then I tried like hosting and doing interviews like tv correspondent type stuff like God has allowed me to test all of these things to see like which one is your gift in which one is are you willing to fight for and the one I've been willing to fight for the most has been blogging and writing but um one of the biggest ones that hurt me to let go was dance so naturally I'm not gifted to dance (laughs) I know that just because, I mean, I had to literally teach myself how to dance by, like, watching YouTube videos. I ended up on the dance team, and that helped me a lot. Like, but I ended up being good at it. But because I feel like when you're at that top level of dance, like, you need that natural talent. You need that thing where, because, you know, like, professional dancers, if it's, like, 2.05 p.m. and the artist comes in and they're like, hey, we need to change this choreography. I don't care how long you've been practicing. If the show is at 3 p.m., you have to learn new choreography at 2 or 5 p.m. and remember that and not mess up on stage. See, me, Ashley, that wasn't my gifts. And so (laughs) for a long time, I was upset that I felt like my dreams didn't come true in dance, but also I didn't do what was necessary. Like, I wasn't practicing, I wasn't putting in my 10,000 hours, I wasn't training, I wasn't sacrificing. Like I was just thinking that little high school girl that was dancing on the dance team and, in college could make it. And it's like, I probably could have made it honestly if I would have done what was required. So that's like my number one lesson in life It's like, okay Ash, if this part of your life hasn't been successful, what can you control? Is everything that you can control, are you reaching the peak of that? Meaning, like, are you doing the most work that you can? Have you done all that you could to make that thing successful? Because sometimes the answer is yes, and you're just waiting on God to bless it. But if the answer is no, not really, then you can be doing more. Stop complaining and just start doing what's necessary. Sometimes it's annoying doing what's what's necessary because if you're chasing a dream for a long time, you're just kind of like... Man, I did what was necessary before, and it didn't work. But you have to sometimes not have strong faith, but have long faith. When I was listening to Pastor Darius Daniels, he was talking about that. Most of the time, God isn't testing the size of our face he's testing the length of our faith so you have to keep going even when it seems like nothing is happening so I always think about people like Tabitha Brown who you know she seems like an overnight success but she is not an overnight success because she's been at this thing for years I think about people like Tyler Perry yes he's a billionaire now but it was a long time where he wasn't making money from plays he I remember him talking about how he hired this um Choir from his church, and they chased him in the alley because he couldn't pay them because he didn't have anybody visiting the, like the plays and stuff. But now these plays, Medea plays, have made him so much money. So it's just like, do what's required. Just keep going, keep striking it until it happens. Cause the only way you lose is if you stop. The only way you fail is if you stop. Lesson number two. Gratitude is an action, not a feeling. So for okay, so I think gratitude. Is a skill. I do think some people are naturally graced with the gift of being grateful for everything. Like I don't know if you've ever been around those people that the sun rises and they they're about to cry because they're like, oh my god, look at the sun, it's just so gorgeous. So I do feel like some people that's natural to them, or also they were just raised around a really grateful family, so it just stuck. I'm not that people. <laughs> I'm not those people sorry guys this cold trying to take my take me out but anyway like I'm not like that I am unfortunately um I wasn't raised in the most grateful family like I wasn't taught to be like grateful like I was raised around a lot of complaining a lot of grumbling and so Throughout my life, God has always been trying to tell me, you need to be grateful. You need to be grateful. I'm like, I'm trying. But for so long, I was waiting on the feeling of gratitude to overcome me. But I had to realize through years of just not being grateful that gratitude is not a feeling. Gratitude is an action. It is a skill. Once you apply the skill, then the feeling of the gratitude will overcome you. So if you are a person and you're looking to be more grateful, you're it's like a discipline. Like you, it's kind of like going to the gym. Like you you may not like going to the gym, but the results of your you losing weight or you getting a six pack or you toning up, you look you like that. So you may not like saying thankful or you know, praising God even when you feel like everything is falling apart, but the result of that comes the feeling. So just learn how to be grateful by just being grateful, meaning by just saying thank you even when you don't feel like it, by just praising and worshiping God even when you don't feel like feel like it, by saying thank you to people even when you feel like they don't deserve it. You know what I mean? Just be grateful and then the feeling will come. Again, it is an action, it is a skill, it is not a feeling. So you don't need to feel like being grateful to be grateful because if you're waiting on the feeling, baby, It's not going (laughs) to come. I'm trying to tell you it's not coming. So you just need to do it. Three, operate from your strengths, not your weaknesses. You know your weaknesses. Stop using them as an excuse to fall into old patterns. Have the self-control to operate in your strength. I feel like many times when things don't go our way, we fall back into our weaknesses and our old patterns because that's comfortable for us. We know that there's two parts of us at play we know that we can choose to do the right thing or we can to choose to do the comfortable thing but a lot of times we do the comfortable thing at, and we're not we know we've grown out of that we're trying to do that I mean we're not trying to do that anymore but it just seems easier because it's more comfortable but sometimes you have to keep fighting for the uncomfortable thing that is the right thing because eventually that will become your default a lot of the times our old habits our icky weaknesses that we've been trying not to do that is our default so we fall into that so for example me like when I entered into moments of loneliness one of my old patterns was to just reach out to try to get a date real quick try to like go out and like drink and meet someone and just get the attention like I really just wanted attention from someone I didn't even need affection or anything I just wanted the attention and so I would do that over and over and then thinking like that that would temporarily satisfy me and then when I went home I wouldn't feel lonely anymore but honestly each time it did the opposite like I would get the attention or I would go out and I wouldn't meet anyone or I would reach out to somebody and and they either they, I have a girlfriend or they would act it. They weren't giving me the level of attention I wanted. Like all of these things. So I always end up backfiring and I would still cling to it. Cause I'd be like, okay, it could work. It could work. <laughs> even though it had like a 10% for success rate, but even when it had a success rate, it was only temporary. And I always ended up back in that place of loneliness. So the easy comfortable thing for me when I feel lonely is to do those old patterns but the right thing to do the strong thing to do is to just sit in that moment to just find other ways to uh be fulfilled or just know that loneliness is just a temporary feeling like don't allow it to overtake you yes you will feel that but it's okay people who are married feel lonely people who are in relationships feel lonely you just have to learn how to overcome that and so the uncomfortable thing that i do now is like i'll pray very uncomfortable because i'm like guy you know i'm lonely because you ain't sent me my man <laughs> but i i praise you uh to you know just do things that make me happy get a moving like get a move on or start doing some or watching a movie or taking a walk taking a walk really does help when it's not subarctic outside but that really does help but just learning to operate for my strengths and stop using pity parties and, you know, bad breaks and when things don't go my way as an excuse to do old patterns and operate for my weaknesses. Because no, why? Why? It's just an excuse. What's the
0: easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate?
3: Okay, other lesson learned. Create a narrative with new thoughts. Create a new narrative with new thoughts. Don't be conformed by this world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So what this means for me is we all have an imagination and thoughts, right? And I believe that many of us don't understand that not all of the the thoughts that go through our mind are true. Like we have the, we can say that, but I don't think we understand it to the fullness of that. We let it seep in and get that me worrying about stuff, me feeling like everyone hates me or me feeling like a failure. Like when we have moments like that, just because we think that, that does not mean it's true. Just because we think, oh my God, I'm so worried. I don't, has such and such, it's never going to happen, blah, blah. That doesn't mean that it's true. The way to create a new narrative is by creating new thoughts. Start thinking in new ways. I know y'all have heard the study say that we have like millions and millions of thoughts every single day. 80% of them are negative. And I bet you 80% those negative thoughts are wrong. So we have to start creating new patterns and it's very uncomfortable, but you have to check yourself that's why it's good to have quiet time and not fill all of your space with like music and TV and social media so you can catch some of those thinking, thinking. Like sometimes you really do need to just sit down and just listen to your thoughts. I know for me, when I'm walking my dog a lot, I'm having a moment where I'm just in my mind and a lot of thoughts are popping in my hand and I'm like, "Yup, you be thinking that? <laughs> like you gotta check that. And I do a lot of reframing, which is you put the thought. Um, say the thought is I feel unattractive. And then you can put the scenario. I feel unattractive because I walked by a cute guy today and he didn't look me in the eye. And then the new thought is I felt unattractive because of insecurities I've had in the past. And I had a situation that I liked the guy and I approached the guy and he rejected me. So now I feel like if a guy makes, doesn't make eye contact with me, that means that I'm unattractive. That's a lie. So you have to reframe those things. You have to like get to the root and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, and just, just kill those st- that thinking, thinking, like just create new thoughts, like period, just create new thoughts. Okay. Next. It's okay to speak up, even if it upsets others. So I've learned that I have a tendency to accommodate to avoid being seen as flawed as imperfect. Like I'm supposed to be supportive and always happy and always helpful. This was a huge, 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 huge revelation for me, right? So there's a difference between compromise and accommodation. I've talked about this earlier this year. So to compromise means that both people make a sacrifice. So you meet in the middle. To accommodate means This person says, I like this, so this person goes along with that, so you're accommodating. I realized that I do a lot of accommodating, and I noticed it the most in, like, dating and relationships, but I've started to notice it even in, like, friendships, so many times because like I used to be and I still have a little bit of it conflict avoidant like it's one thing to pick your battles but to a hundred percent avoid conflict that's not healthy because conflict isn't always bad like it doesn't mean you're screaming yelling it's about to be like a big brawl or fight or anything like no you could just state your emotions and I've gotten way better but I feel like I'm so hard on myself that many times I don't want to speak up on things that make me uncomfortable or that make me unhappy because I'm afraid that the person will view me as a bad person or not as helpful or not as good of a person. And I'm just like, wow, where did that come from? And I know that comes from like growing up. I didn't get praised a lot. Like I didn't get a lot of good jobs. So nowadays I think in my friendships, I look at myself like the only way to get a good job is if you're perfect. And that's not true because I feel like we're all flawed. And if you have to be perfect in any relationship, you don't need to be in that relationship because it's impossible. It's literally impossible to be perfect. So you need to find people who understand and are sympathetic and empathetic enough and self-aware enough to know that they're not perfect. So they shouldn't require perfection. Okay. All right, you feel me? So, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's a huge thing. And I do know like in my dating relationships, oh my God, I have picked the worst of the worst of the bottom of the barrel, sewer, water, tadpole men in my life. Oh my God. So I've been in a lot of dating scenarios that mimicked how I was in like my childhood because ch- um, in my childhood, because I've said this before. You don't always date who you want. You date like what's comfortable. So if you grew up in an environment where people weren't giving you a pat on the back, people were expecting perfection. When you date, you're probably going to have a tendency to date people who expect the same thing. You're probably going to date narcissists because a lot of narcissists feel like, they need the best of the best. Like their person needs to be perfect. If they show one flaw, they're going to cut you off because they need perfect. It is the stupidest thing. So, or just people who lack empathy, they don't have to be narcissistic because of course we overuse that word, but you know, but people who lack empathy, that's like a huge deal. So if you've, you, you ever find yourself in a dating scenario or in a relationship where you feel like you have to walk on eggshells, you feel like, you can't state anything that makes you uncomfortable because it's going to piss that person off and, and they're going to flip it on you and tell you, oh, no, nah, that just means that you selfish or no, you uncompromising. Like, oh, no, you don't support me. If that sounds like what you're going through, get out immediately. They lack empathy. They want you to be perfect because they're freaking nuts. They lack self-awareness and they lack emotional intelligence as a whole. You don't want to deal with people like that because it's going to make you feel disgusting. You're going to constantly be silencing yourself. You don't need to do that. Point blank and the period. Okay. So that's one of the lessons I learned. Um, The other one is don't let fear win. I've realized that I've quit a lot of things due to discomfort that was rooted in fear. Like it's been... Several times where I've wanted to post certain things or talk about certain blog top- blog blog topics certain podcast topics, but because I was afraid of how people would receive it that I didn't post it or I didn't put it up, or it was times where I wanted to promote myself because I'm hot like It's so hard for me to promote myself. Like, I'm so bad at self-promotion. But, like, it's been times where I wanted to promote something, and I just didn't because I was rooted in fear. Don't let fear win. So I heard this interview. I have no clue. I wish I could shout the person out, but I forgot who said it. But he was saying, like, no idea is a bad idea. Post it all. Like, post every single thing because you won't know until you know. Now, I'm saying, like, of course, respectfully, don't just be out here posting wild, disrespectful stuff. But as a creative, you, you know, like... I have this idea. I want to post it, but I'm unsure. Is it good enough? Like if you're worried about if something is good enough to post, just post it anyway, just post it. Cause you don't know, just let it, leave it alone. Let it go. Just post it. Even if it don't get the views you want, the likes you want, post it anyway, just leave it up there, leave that thing alone and let it go. Okay. Last thing on this list, but um, that's not my last lesson. Um, say no to the bull faster. Trust your good. Let me tell y'all something. I've had, when well, you've had a lot of failed scenarios in dating and even in career stuff, um, when you've made certain mistakes and you felt like you failed in a certain scenario, you stopped trusting yourself. So when you have moments where things don't turn out how you wanted them to turn out, you stop trusting that inner voice because you feel like, oh, I could be wrong. But that's not necessarily true because God works all things together. Uh, What is it? All things work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So just because something didn't work out how you expected it to doesn't mean it didn't work out. Right. So we have to stop getting in this space where we're insecure about our good, especially women, because we be knowing. So it's been many situations this year where I didn't fully waste my time because I've gotten well, like way better at just cutting situations off. But I really could have avoided a lot of BS this year if I just cut my losses quicker. Like, trust your good. Just, just trust your gut. It's bull. It's bull. Like, don't nobody want that around. You don't want to be sitting around smelling bull crap for that long. So just get out. Trust your gut quicker. The last thing that I learned, which was actually recent, like over this weekend, this past weekend, was I did. So one of my favorite scripture, um, not necessarily because I just love it so much, but I have to keep reminding myself because I go through a lot of spiritual warfare of like doubts floating through my mind and discouragement. So one of my favorite scriptures is trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths so i went i have a concordance which is basically a book that shows you like what every word in the bible and like where the which scripture the word occurs also it gives you the greek and hebrew meaning for the word right and you need concordances sometimes especially when you're studying your bible because not every word means what the english meaning says right so you need to know the original intent the writer was trying to say the word So trust, in my mind, initially trust meant belief, like believe in the Lord with all your heart. But when I did a search on trust, trust actually does not mean that. Trust means confidence, assurance, boldness, carelessness, take refuge in. So what that means to me is if I'm going to replace that is take refuge in the Lord with all your heart. Be bold in the Lord with all your heart. Be confident in the Lord with all your heart. Be assured in the Lord with all your heart. So for me, when I think trust, it's basically God telling me I shouldn't be worried about nothing. Like literally I ain't worried about nothing because God is telling me, if I'm telling you to trust me, that means you can be bold in me, you can be assured in me, you can be confident in me. Stop stressing about it. Stop being worried about it. You got it. So... If that keeps coming up for you, if God keeps saying, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, and it's annoying every fiber of your soul and your being, stop looking at it as belief. Look at it as assurance, confidence, boldness, and taking refuge in the Lord. Anytime you start worrying and doubting, start reminding yourself about all the things that God has done before. Start reminding yourself of all the times that God has kept you. He has sustained you this far. He is not going to stop now. So there's a song by Ty Galbert. Galbert, And um, what is it called? He Won't Fail. Because it says, like, in the song, he's like, why would he fail now? And then it's like, dot, 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 he won't. So stop playing. Stop playing. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> stop playing. So those were my top lessons in 2022. I really feel like these lessons can help somebody so like comment and share subscribe to my youtube channel y'all i'm almost at a thousand help your girl out so i can join in this monetization help me out okay <laughs> all right well till next year again i won't be having an episode next week but the week after that i will be back i don't know what i will be talking about shout out to Meg stallion for getting justice so happy for her bye